0: Hey, this is Ron Jones from the Lean Berets, Avengers of Health. At Hardcore 360, the kick-ass gym in Santa Barbara, California, with Dr. Rusty Smith tonight. Doing a very important show, a little calcaneus in the background, our theme theme band at the Lean Berets. So a little background on Rusty... Uh, Smith. I met him through Doug Nepadol, RKC instructor, a few weeks back, and we hit it off right away, and I knew I had to come back and see this guy. I've met a handful of people in my life that changed me in a few minutes, and Dr. Smith is one of those people. So he's a straight-up guy. He knows a lot of stuff about fitness and health, and he's a real health warrior. So before we get started too much... I'd just like to offer a little disclaimer. I think most of the Lean Beret shows we're going to do would be, you know, fairly family with a little edge. But tonight's got a lot of different edge on it. So, you know, if you're uh, a person that gets a little bit offended with some language and we're going to throw down hard style tonight, straight up no bullshit. So um, if you like that, stay. If not, leave and come back another day. So anyway, I'm here with Dr. Rust. How's, how's it going tonight, man? It's going great. All right, man. Hey, I, I came, we came in early, actually, before the show, and he, he did a class tonight with about eight or nine people, and uh, man, you guys, you guys mixed it up. I mean, functional training, kettlebells, uh, plates, bodyweight, everything.
1: Yeah, it's a whole nine yards.
0: Yeah, it's great, man. So you do that twice a week here at Hardcore 360?
1: Twice a week, um, and it's, it's based on whatever energy I feel in the moment, Okay. which is which is my whole thing that's what my whole life is about right you honor what's in the moment there's no preconceived idea about anything it's just being as present as possible and honoring what i get in that moment and so i pick that up from the people that show up and right. i pick it up from my own internal guidance it's a combination of things
0: yeah i could tell you're like you're like free forming and and just just throwing stuff out there and feeding off of what was happening
1: and and again that's that's exactly the way life is
0: yeah yeah
1: i mean there's no separation between how i live my life and what you saw tonight
0: right exactly none passionate intense yep honest straight up honoring what's in the moment no bullshit no bullshit so a few weeks ago um anyway i came in i threw down (laughs) with doug had a great class and uh the the first thing i noticed if you come to hardcore 360 in santa barbara um, it's in a great big shop and the, the great big bay doors are open and the ocean breeze is, is just uh, it's a few hundred yards away and you can see the mountains. And I thought, wow, this, this place is interesting. It's got some good chi. And I I felt energy in this gym before I ever walked through the doors. Mm. I walked in and, you know, there are a lot of gyms out there and, and I'm not a big fan of the, the corporate gyms. You know, people dig them, that's cool. But it's just not my thing. But you walk into this gym and as I'm looking around talking to you, there's just memorabilia from maybe decades of of bodybuilding and strength and sweat and male energy, female energy, um, all the all the different kinds of weights and a few machines, tubing, balls. Uh, so I made a comment to Dr. Smith. I go, "Yeah, this place has got great energy," and he really picked up on that. And I think we bullshit bullshitted for about two hours about health and fitness in America, what's wrong and and what needs to be done. And what I really want to get across tonight, you know, we're going, to, we're going to do our share of bitching about the problems, but I think you're a lot like me in that you're the first one to step up and offer some help. And my style is, is your style, like Doug Nepodal's and Dr. Chen of Santa Monica. It's, it's no bullshit. We want to get to the point point. we want to help people. I mean, we're, we've got a nation that's jacked up, you know?
1: Yeah, to, to put it mildly.
0: Yeah. We'll, we'll get into some more extreme language in a minute. But, yeah. I mean, you know, this is the first generation of kids in America, if, you, if you're listening and you don't know, that's predicted not to outlive the age of their parents. And that's bullshit. You know, I've got twins that are five and a half. I, I refuse to accept that as normal. I refuse to accept that, you know, I'd say about 80% of the people are overweight, out of shape, or both. And we've got to get it on, man. We've we got to do the right thing. So that's why I'm here.
1: Yeah, well, we are we're at a... Uh... We're at a crossroads for, for sure. The, uh, the Tibetans call this period in time the Shambhala point, which loosely translated into English uh, is the now or never point. Really? In, in other words, um, we either wake up and remember the truth of who we are mm-hmm. and our interconnectedness to each other and all things, or we remain asleep and continue to, to operate out of a space of fear. Having fear-based energy direct our life, which is pretty much what's happened on the planet.
0: I'll tell you, there are a lot of people really scared right now. And i it's like, I don't know about you, Rusty, but I've been preparing for this moment of shit my whole life. It's like all this stuff going on, I'm just feeling this energy like the time is now. This is why I've been doing what I've been doing, getting ready for war and battle. And, and it's like all these people running around scared it's like this is a time for strength man this is not a time for weakness
1: yeah and it's uh it, and to me it's not about a war externally it's about the the war internally exactly it's about the death of the false self yeah and the reawakening or remembrance of the truth of who you are mhm and that requires big balls big mm. ovaries yeah yeah. It requires you letting go of the old and embracing something that you've completely forgot about. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the old saying, it's like, it's the same thing in this class here that I teach. Mm-hmm. For lack of a better word, I'm not teaching anything new. Mm-hmm. We're remembering what we forgot. Right. And uh, the, the, these, these patterns of training are, are, are you know, so many times I get irritated when I hear people we have come up with something new. Bro, the ancients, <laughs> the real, genuine, real deal, yeah. earth-based people that were still connected to the truth of who they are, mm-hmm. this is the ancient path. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just that we have, for various reasons, forgotten who we are and our interconnectedness to, the, to this path. There's no, there's no separation at all. Mm-hmm. So it's an it's extremely interesting time, and uh, literally shit is hitting the fan, oh, and yeah. thank God for it. Yeah. Thank God for it. I mean, this is nothing new to me. Right. I mean, I knew this was going to unfold because nothing that we've been fed is based on the truth of who we are. Mm -hmm. It's all this illusionary shit.
0: Don't you think, Rusty, that this is really healthy? I mean, some people are going to listen to us and they're going, these guys are fucked up. But I'm telling you, don't you think this is good for America in some ways? It's a purging time. It's a time to get rid of this bullshit that people have bought into that they think is important, and they've totally disregarded their their minds and their bodies and their spirits and bought into whatever bullshit they can buy.
1: Well, yeah, I, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I mean, in, but it's very easy to understand how that's happened. Mm-hmm. In general, in this country, we've been bullshitted and buffaloed into believing that you are what you own. Right. That your self-worth is based on possessions or titles. Mm -hmm. Like me, because I have a DC after my name, Doctor of Chiropractic, Mm -hmm. I'm more than the person that cuts lawn somewhere Mm -hmm. or the person that washes dishes. That couldn't be further from the truth. That's a whole bunch of bullshit. Right. But that whole idea is what feeds a consumer society. Mm -hmm. And God forbid if people stepped out of that and realize that we're all interconnected. Nobody's above or below anybody else. You were whole and perfect I- I- as soon as you came in. Mm-hmm. We didn't need to add anything. Right. You were perfect right out of the gate. And you know that from looking at your kids when they were born. Yeah, yeah. So, I- I- but that whole illusion is what feeds what's occurring on this planet. Mm-hmm. Now, and I say planet because it's not just this This level of ignorance. is not just here in the United States now. That whole cancerous way of uh, oh, yeah. illusionary viewpoint now has spread worldwide.
0: You know who's got the fastest rates of obesity increase in the world?
1: Probably us.
0: Yes. Close. It's now China. Well, and because they bought into all the fast food bullshit. And so they they see American consumerism and they, they see the affluency that we have or had <laughs> and and they want that and what it is 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 bullshit. And so They've taken that really healthy culture, and, and now they're becoming obese.
1: Yeah, and look at that. That's the power of this, of this big, giant machine, this marketing machine.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I had spent a period of time a couple of years back over in New Zealand, mm-hmm. and constantly everywhere I went, the Maori, whenever I the indigenous people there, when they would pick me up because I just would wander alongside of the road when I travel, and whoever picks me up, I go with. Oh really? Yes. Yeah, it's just it's total again, it's not any different than the way I live my life moment to moment here. It's just mm-hmm. total trust and following whatever I hear. Anyway, long story short, when I was there mm-hmm. I was constantly asked, bloody fuck what the hell is going on with your people over there? <laughs> you know, what the fuck is happening with those people? Right. And I said, Well it's multifaceted. And I go, but you gotta understand that people have been buffaloed in bullshit into mm-hmm. that they are their possessions and they are their titles right. and I talked a little bit about that and, and, and people were like and they bloody fucking believe that eh and I go well this is how powerful it is how the fuck does that happen and I go well they're inundated through magazines mm-hmm. through conversations all around us mm-hmm. through television radio it's, we're inundated oh, all we're, around us and I go right. bro it's even affected you and he's like well, what the fuck do you mean eh and I go look what the fuck you have in your hand and he had a Starbucks. This uh, was in Auckland when I just landed. Really? Yeah. A- and I go, who the fuck do you th- – What do you think that came from? You're feeding the machine right now. Yeah. You were paying into that system that's now inching its way in here to take your fucking land, just like my people. Mm-hmm. The whole genocidal trip is still happening again. Right. Now they will infiltrate here since, you know, I'm Native American. Right. So – now they will infiltrate here. And the same thing that happened in Hawaii and everywhere, people come from outside and start buying up all the land. And, and the next thing you know, I go, next thing you know, you're going to be a goddamn foreigner in your own land, bro. Yeah. And he's like, bloody fuck, I didn't even see this. I go, that's how it sneaks up on you, bro. Yeah. That's why this is not a moralistic thing about not putting non-foods and shit in your body. Mm-hmm. When you do those things, mm-hmm. it affects your ability to be present. It affects your awareness. Right. And so the more shit you pile in, non-foods, the 10th cup of coffee I have or the more processed sugar or all this shit that affects your ability to be present and look at and be aware of when you start losing consciousness and seeing these bullshit patterns come into your life. Mm -hmm. When you see it, you could step back and question it and go, whoa, 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 wait a second. But God forbid if you do that. For the whole consumer society because if you really started paying attention to what's happening and unfolding, mm-hmm. well, what would happen is you'd start going – you'd start saying no. No to the carcinogenic food. No to the bullshit about my, I'll, I'll be somebody when I have a bigger house, a bigger car, mm-hmm. when I'm getting laid more often, mm-hmm. when I'm getting – whatever it is, the bullshit has been fed to people. Mm-hmm. If that's true, why do we – you know this. You've worked with extremely wealthy people. Yeah. Yeah. And if and, and if it's about happiness being found there, why is that? I've seen people that had so much money they could ask their, wipe their ass with it. Yeah. And yet there they were in their room shooting heroin.
0: Yeah. I mean, some of the wealthiest people I know are some of the most miserable. Yeah, it has nothing to do with that. Yeah. Look, look at mean,
1: sports athletes.
0: I think, you know, where, where we're at now <laughs> is, uh, you know, Juan Carlos Santana, he's <laughs> – I've got a lot of respect for him. He's a big fitness guru in uh, Boca Raton, Florida, if you're listening and you don't know. Done a lot of functional training stuff. And he, uh, he had a testimonial at a, at a seminar I was at last year uh, in 2007. And th- and if you don't know JC, man, he's an awesome guy. He's one of the most respected names in the, in the country in fitness. And I've worked with him a few times in workshops, talked to him. He's straight-up no-bullshit guy. But he almost committed suicide. He almost imploded. And we had a, you know, an interesting conversation, and, and he's like, you know, we're trying to fix people with, you know, a dumbbell and a stability ball. He goes, they're, they're fucking unhappy. The, our issues today are about happiness, and this is what you're talking about right now. We bought into all this bullshit that doesn't mean anything, and we're more depressed now. We're on more psych meds than we've ever been on. And I think part of that is tied into just not moving enough because there's an endorphin response just to movement, and we're sitting all the time, and then we're not eating right. And so we're miserable. you know. And it, it, but him being so honest and so straight up and sharing that, he goes, you know, the rest of my life, I'm still going to do fitness. I'm still going to make some videos for you guys, but my, the rest of my life is dedicated to getting this message out about just fundamentally being happy. And we're trying to fix these fat kids that are obese with, you know, the their kids' suicide rates are up. I mean, we're really fucked up. We're really fucked up.
1: I was at that workshop, that Perform Better workshop.
0: Were you? Yeah, and, okay. I, went,
1: and I went up to JC afterwards, and, uh-huh. and I met him years ago. Yeah. And I went and thanked him. I did for too. For being so unreal. And both of us, I go, bro, I want to thank you. It, it took such big stones to come out and be real. Uh, that touched my heart, and I started crying. He yeah. started hu- crying. Yeah, he hugged me, and he goes, "You get it, brother." That, and I go, "You're damn right, I get it."
0: J, JC's for real, man. He,
1: I, I was. That was the most more important than anything else he's ever done. I agree. A, and and I've I've learned a ton from him. Now I have to. He's an amazing man. Yeah. He's a brilliant, sharp man as far as training goes. Mm-hmm. But more important was that he had. The ability and the, and the guts to get up there and be real and tell that story. Because the majority of people, if you were there, the majority of people were turned off by that. And he and I talked about that. He said, yeah, the majority of people are like, ah, oh, here he goes into this spiritual bullshit.
0: But, but I go, but, that was more important than anything. But people don't get it. I was talking to my brother about this coming down here to do the interview. People don't pay attention. They don't get it. They're, they're so... They're drinking so much coffee and all this fucking energy drink bullshit that they're buying into. It's like, dude, energy doesn't come in a fucking can. <laughs> it comes in healthy food and a workout. So you know, people are buying into all this crap. But you know, and he planted, they don't pay attention.
1: He planted the seed, though. Yeah. And now, when when that seed ends up germinating, who knows? But the the main thing is, is that JC was leading by example. He was right. honoring the truth of who he was by speaking his truth. Whether it was popular or not, that was irrelevant. He was honoring himself, and that is the, that is the important thing.
0: He threw down the truth. And you and I have talked about this. If, if you're throwing down the truth, it's not always the popular thing in the block. No. But it is what it is, and it needs to be said.
1: Yeah, and I, and I could give a shit about that, whether it's popular or not. I've never been popular yeah. because my whole, ever since I've been a kid, it's like, what is true? Mm-hmm. And in general, in this country, people are not interested in that. Yeah. And I know that from also being a chiropractor and seeing, mm-hmm. uh, I'll use the term patients, but I really don't see people as patients. Mm-hmm. What's happening really is just two human beings coming together and learning from each other. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that in a demeaning way towards me, but that is the biggest truth. Right. It's, it's not any different than what's happening here tonight. Yeah. We're having this interaction here mm-hmm. and we're all learning from each other. This is not... Rusty, uh, leading the people to salvation. Mm-hmm. These are two human beings, you and I, being genuine and real with one another and honoring whatever we're guided to do in this moment. That's where the power is.
0: Yeah, and I, let, let's talk about that. Let's dig into that a little bit because, you know, a few weeks back when I came in and I, you know, I picked up on the energy that you put into this gym, and which is another story we need to talk about a little bit, what's yeah. happening with, with one of the best gyms in California, probably, if not the United States but you know you recognize that and we talked a little bit and you told me two things that night that changed my life and I called you and we had a conversation about that phone call mm-hmm. and you, you said two things stop fucking with shit that doesn't matter mm-hmm. <laughs> and I appreciate your just straight up honesty and you said stop hanging out with people that are draining your energy bro and it, I can't tell you how important it was for me to hear that specific message right at that crystal moment in time. And I thought about three people in my life <clears throat> that needed that energy. And we've, we've talked about this too. We're not, it's not me, Ron Jones. It's, it's not Dr. Rusty Smith. We're We're just stewards of this energy. We're here for a fraction of a second. And this energy is passing through us. And so you gave it to me. And I had to give it to somebody else, and I I knew three people. Uh, One was a client that's been going through a lot of shit with an injury and weight gain, and he's just been kind of BSing himself. And I called him on the phone, and I gave him that message, and and it was very emotional. And I think it it was a turning point in his life. I know another lady, a good friend of mine, who had a yoga studio, and it was getting ready to close. It was going out of business. And she just had a little baby, and she was on the way to the leasing company, to talk about her lease when she got my message and uh she was like oh my god this is the perfect timing and then uh my brother you know who's a who's a really great musician and he's really putting a lot of spiritual energy into his band and uh he needed to hear that too so out of that these other three lives were changed and it just it was a powerful thing this this whole energy and it's it was straight up no bullshit but in a really caring way it's what people need to hear i think you know sometimes i know probably with you too people can get offended by uh my straight on approach but man i think the luxury of time is over bro all this waiting around and and you know we're going to wait till later that shit's over we got to get it on we got to get it on now and we've got about 10 years i mean i i'm behind the scenes a little bit on the healthcare reform and Uh, I go to some big conferences, and if you look at the numbers and the statistics with the finances and the health breakdown, we've got about 10 years to get this shit together. And if we don't, I don't think we can recover. So it's a a real desperate situation. We've got to get it on.
1: Yeah, if not now, then when? Right. You know, and um, like I told you that night, I'm crystal clear for myself that I am here on in this human form for a blink of an eye Mm -hmm. and i I, i'm not going to waste that time with bullshit with things that do not matter and if you look at the majority of things that we piss our energy down the drain on Mm -hmm. it's with stuff that does not mean a shit if you were to ask yourself if you're going to be here you got a week to live would you be concerned about the shit that you are concerned with? Absolutely <laughs> not. And people go, "Oh, Rusty, you that—that's extreme." Bullshit. Welcome. to life is fucking extreme. Yeah. So when do you start living? When you're told you got three days to go? The problem with that, and Carlos Castaneda mentioned this mm-hmm. when in one of his books he was talking to, to Don Juan, uh, his student, and he said, "In order to live." an impeccable life Mm -hmm. you must behave as if death is sitting on your shoulder at all times in other words if if, because that is the truth death is sitting on our shoulder at all times we never know when when your time in this body is over there are no guarantees bro but see people assume well i'm 25 years old i'll be here for 80 Mm -hmm. that is a dangerous friggin assumption Because now, instead of taking care of business and doing what you're guided to in your heart, Mm -hmm. you'll put it off thinking you've got time. In the meantime, you piss your energy away with stuff that does not matter. Mm -hmm. And then, and I've watched this, and these people have been great, great teachers for me. Mm -hmm. I've been around a lot of physical death of people that I loved and cared for. And one of the greatest gifts was watching people that were in the so-called death process Mm -hmm. who came and said, oh, my God, 70-some years— I've put into, uh, all this energy into what I thought I was told would, was successful, and I finally realized I never really did live. Wow. I never, I never went and watched the sunrise. I never went and just sat and listened to children laugh. I never, ever walked naked in a rainstorm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I never lied on the ground and felt the earth against my naked body. That might seem like, oh, Rusty's being silly right now and Mr. Organic, Mr. Mm -hmm. Natural. Mm -hmm. That's fucking bullshit. You talk to somebody who's on their deathbed and you see if if they're going to come out and say I'm full of shit. They will go, that guy is dead on the fucking money.
2: Hmm.
1: It's just that most of the time people, and even then, I was going to say most of the time people have to get right until they're right before they pass over and drop their physical body before they finally wake the fuck up and go, what the fuck have I done? Wow! What have I done? And I always say, thank God. I had a great friend of mine who, who I grew up with, and he died of brain cancer. Uh-huh. The night before he died, he had uh, multiple myeloma. He insisted that I come over and hot tub with him. So he was so Eddie was so weak, and I had to pick him up and carry him out to the hot tub. He turned and looked at me, and, and most of his adult life he spent stoned and, and drunk and fucked up. Mm-hmm. And um, he turned and looked at me, and he said, God damn it, Rusty. I And he's crying. Mm -hmm. And he goes, I finally see what's important in life and now I'm going to die. Wow. I I go, why has this happened? Mm. And I looked at Eddie and I was bawling and crying too. And I'm Mm -hmm. holding him in my arms in the hot tub. He's just like a living skeleton. Right. I go, bro, I I I can't tell you. I don't know why I've realized that so much of this life to me is just one big mystery. But I do sense that that in itself that you realizing that Mm -hmm. if even if you realize it 30 seconds before you left your physical body Mm -hmm. that somehow that that means everything
0: wow that that's a good way to look at it because you you definitely want to get it before you're gone i mean some people will get it sooner or later but hopefully get it later yeah and,
1: and i don't sweat about when somebody else gets that because i'm really clear yeah i'm crystal clear about this who the fuck am I to say how somebody's learning process should look? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So I'm not here to save anybody. I'm here to do one thing. Honor what I hear in my heart.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And by, by, being, by me doing that, Rusty, go and do that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That will move the mountain. It's exactly what Gandhi said. You must be the change you wish to see in the world. It's not about me preaching. we got enough fucking bullshit with that. How many people do you know? we got all these people that are always running their goddamn mouth, Mm -hmm. and then they turn around and do the opposite. You want to see why most kids don't listen to adults? That's why. Mm -hmm. Because most adults are full of fucking shit. Mm -hmm. They are goddamn hypocrites. Mm -hmm. And kids will pick that up in a goddamn heartbeat. Mm -hmm. You go and ask them, Have you ever done coke? Oh, no, no, no. Have you ever robbed, stolen? Have you ever lied, cheated? No, no, no. Ever, Ever masturbated? No, no, no. What a bunch of fucking shit
0: hmm That's true.
1: You know? And kids, when you bullshit like that, they will turn you off in a fucking
0: heartbeat. I was, all, I used to teach high school. I was always straight up with my kids. I used to teach a lot of high-risk uh, kids in gangs. And I always gave them a chance every day. But I didn't put up with any bullshit. And as long as they came in and they showed respect, they got respect. You know, and I, I think fundamentally, even though a lot of them wouldn't admit that, that's really what they wanted. They just wanted somebody to be fair and honest with them and give them a chance. You know, a lot of people write those kids off. They're actually capable of doing a lot of shit. but
1: Just like everybody.
0: But let's talk, let's talk a little bit about this in the fitness business. There, there, and I've been going after this about the last year or so, <laughs> especially right now. And, and Dr. Smith, he's been teaching for a couple hours, so he's, he's eating some really healthy soup over there if you're wondering what that is. But, uh, yeah, excuse me. That's all right, man. <laughs> that's all right. I don't want you to get hypoglycemia. So, fall off the stability ball because that's what we're sitting on for chairs tonight. But there are a lot of people in our business that are posers. They're full of shit. They're making more money than we are. They're ripping people off. And and what, for those of you that don't know Rusty Smith, I mean, I've you know I've been around this business for a long time. I know somebody that's for real, and I know somebody that's full of shit. And and Rusty really knows what he's doing. He's got a great operation here. He's you know he's really helping a lot of people. But. One of the things I hope to do with the Lean Berets with Kevin Rail, who's my cohort, he's he's over there on the East Coast of Pennsylvania tonight. He couldn't be with us. But we want to expose the bullshit, and we want to we want to weed that out, we want to purge it out, and we want to get the right people to the top so they can be heard and get down to business, you know. And that's what I like about this place. I mean, I read your uh, your gym flyer notice about what the philosophy is of this gym. And, right. And... It, <laughs> I was reading the last paragraph to my brother on the way over here tonight about you know, there's no bullshit here. I go, This guy's great, man, it's just straight up, you know, no crap. Come in and train, let's get healthy and let's get it on. And man, watching your the people that came in the train with you tonight. The camaraderie, the sweat, the intensity, the passion, um, different shapes and sizes of people, different ethnicities, different genders. But it was I mean, I, I had tears in my eyes at the end. When, when they hit the spiritual level the last five minutes, I yeah. mean, I'm, I'm getting kind of <laughs> choked up right now. It's, it's You can't buy that. Yeah, yeah. And, and so many people in our business, I mean, I know people that are high-level wellness coaches that don't exercise and eat right, bro. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. I mean, and I think the way things are today, they're so tough. When people are going to spend money on a trainer – they need the real thing. They need no bullshit. They need somebody to bring it on. And, uh, and that's, you know, I'm busting my ass to do that. And I know you're doing that here. And, and it's a great gym, but it, um, a little backstory that you know, it might not stay open. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing we wanted to talk about tonight. I, you know, I've been around the country. I've trained in a lot of gyms and a lot of corporate gyms. And, but, boy, there aren't very many, like, locally owned gyms anymore that really do quality work.
1: No, it's uh, like we're like...
0: And why do you think that is? You know, because that's your business.
1: I think that that's happening because, again, the big corporate um, monster that's unfolding now is promising people that they could have something for nothing. Mm-hmm. And I never thought that this would. I would see this. Back when I started in the early 70s, um, It was not a popular thing to train. So I never thought that it would get to be where there was a gym everywhere. Women would be training. Because when I started, there were no women that were training. That was rare. And now everyone and their mother trains. Sure, yeah. So I never thought it would unfold the way it did. But right now what's happening at these big, giant, uh, the big corporate uh, gyms like uh, Golds, like Spectrum, like 24-Hour Fitness, Mm -hmm. it's just been another superficial type of place where people go and to socially interact and, and mm-hmm. do their, their little banter and uh, go through the motions and pick up chicks and have this social meeting ground. And that's fine and good. Yeah. I just have no interest in that. It's lost. I mean, initially, it was kind of like surfing. The people that were into it, mm-hmm. just like surfing years ago, the people that were in it were drawn into it because of the spirit. Right. The right. mana of it. Right. And it's the same thing with training. Yeah. It was not a popular thing. The first thing people thought were, are you gay? Yeah. People thought you were in love with yourself if you started doing any type of training. Right. And so it was not a popular thing. So the people that initially got into it, mm-hmm. you got into it for the love of it, mm-hmm. not because it was popular. Mm-hmm. And so then once it did start becoming popular in the 80s, mm-hmm. just, like, just like almost everything that initially starts out Good. with spirit behind it, <laughs> right. that's it. Right. People are into it for the, for the love of it because it's, it was what you were drawn to in your heart. Once it begins, and I'm generalizing now, once it gets popular, then you get to watch, and it, in general, it will comp- become bastardized. Yeah,
2: yeah, And
1: it will immediately begin to lose its mana, its spirit. And then corporate America will get its hands on it mm-hmm. and go, oh, my God, this can be a multi-billion-dollar industry. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, it, it's filled with the whole lack of integrity, mm-hmm. the, whole, the whole shyster thing, until where it's, it's where it's at now. Where everybody in their fucking mother is a trainer. Mm -hmm. They go over there and get their little certificate after paying their fucking money. And a lot of these places, it's, uh, you know, you you pay your money, you take an open book test. And how the fuck are you going to know the body in three friggin' months?
0: Well, hell, dude, some of that shit is a weekend because they they in-house certify. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and. It means nothing outside of that particular business. Yeah, but, but they see a cert. The, the, the average person comes in, they see a cert on the wall, and they go, oh, this person's a professional trainer. And next thing you know, dude, you've, you've probably got as many stories as I do yeah. or – about trainers hurting people, right? You know, and,
1: and, and and if you got the gift of gab, and if you happen to have an incredible bo- body, right. especially if you're your early twenties or 22 something, twenty-two years old, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You you know the person's over there sl- eating nachos and drinking tacate beer on the weekends, yeah. and yet because of their genetic gifts, they look the way they look. Not everybody. We're generalizing here, yeah, yeah. But in general, you'll see that, and people, the general public, will go, "Look at that body." Same thing on a woman. Oh my God, look at that body. And they'll, they'll go and hire the person. That doesn't mean they know jack fucking shit. And yet they cookie cutter. Everybody gets the same thing. And now with a goddamn advent of a computer and YouTube, I see it in here. There's a guy in here. And if I own this place outright, yeah, it was just me, Yeah, uh, these type of people wouldn't even be in here. Right. The guy comes out and it looks like he's fucking uh, watched YouTube and every cool exercise he throws at people. That's goddamn ignorant. Yeah. I mean, everything is based on progressions, and first and foremost, for me, you look at and you analyze, first you take a goddamn history, first of all, to learn more about the person. Right. A thorough and complete medical history. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of ortho and neurological tests to run in the person, and then we analyze movement patterns. This is what I do. Right. Based on those movement patterns and all the other information I gather from the person, mm-hmm. you will see it'll be very obvious where the person is out of bounds, mm-hmm. where there's compensatory mechanisms occurring.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now... Now you have to set a program that's unique to that individual's imbalances to correct it.
0: Exactly. If
1: that doesn't happen and you just go, wow, check out all these cool exercises we say on YouTube. I'm going to throw this at Joe Blow who has all these imbalances. Now you either push them further into imbalance. What gets worse. Or, or you, you, yeah, exactly. You totally fuck them
0: up you, you sooner t- or later. You train on top of compensation. I mean your philosophy is the same as mine. We probably have a little bit different methods. But basically, you know, I look at how a person moves and i go after movement quality first i don't give a shit about weights and machines and and even the kettlebells as much as i love them and some other things you know i want to just use body weight to to get some joint function in there so they're not in as much pain they've got some clean movement patterns and once you have that foundation with a you know a stabilized spine dude you know the sky is the limit but it's a it's not always a popular thing to do because what do people want to do when they come in the gym bro? bells and whistles they want to they want the bells and the whistles and uh, dr chen's got a great uh, thing for the kettlebells on youtube he calls them the stupid pet tricks i love it man so you, you get the stupid pet tricks thrown at you and it looks great and then you can't get out of bed for two weeks and then you quit and the, gy- the gym the corporate gym makes some money right they get the they get the monthly fee they've locked you in for two or three years then they're happy because you don't come back anymore. And most people will think that,
1: wow, I had a great workout because I got my ass kicked and I'm so sore I can hardly walk. That is not the barometer of whether you got a great workout or not. But it, that is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I could beat the shit out of anybody and make them sore. Does that, that, does that mean I know anything? That doesn't <laughs> mean shit.
0: i got a great story. When I, when I first moved to Atlanta a few years ago, I had an interview at a – it was a privately owned gym, pretty high-end gym. They had, you know – Pretty nice clientele, and they needed another trainer. So I, I flew out there and did an interview, and, you know, we did a lot of uh, pre-interview stuff. And so it got to the final, the final interview process, and he goes, okay, we're going to bring a couple trainers in, and they're going to be like clients, right? And we're not going to tell you what kind of workout you're going to have to do with them. We're just going to tell you. So um, they bring the trainers in, and I didn't know I, I'm just going to do what I do, right? And they said, okay, today you're, you need to work legs. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking, you know, this guy wants to see if I'm a pro, right? And, you know, the average age of client, and they're at 35, 45. It's, you know, middle America. People are a little overweight. They're not very fit. And so I'm thinking, okay, go after my movement, check my core stability. And we and were working out, too, because I only had 30 minutes with them, so I had to condense everything. But I did the best I could with the time and, and trying and with safety first, you know. They didn't give me the job. And I said, well, what, you know, why didn't you give me the job? He goes, he goes, well, you just weren't intense enough.
2: <laughs> I go, well,
0: I thought that this was supposed to be like your, your standard protocol, you know, client. I'm supposed to be showing you what I would do with a person that walks in off the street. He goes, well, you know, we need, we need somebody to – basically the consensus was like you just didn't bring the heat. Now, what's really funny is, you know, I've raised at a, a world-class level. Uh, I do collegiate football conditioning. Bro, you know, I can bring the heat just like you. I can bring it as hard as people want. I can drop people in five minutes, but that's not the fucking point. You know, the point is let's get people moving better and doing the right thing. And, and you know, that's one of the things that, you know, in this interview in the Lean brace, just to, let's get the real message out there, no, the truth, no bullshit, and try to educate people instead of uh, training them to be sheep and just throwing everything at them in the book.
1: Yeah, and it's not about uh, – see, That's what, again, that's what sells bells and whistles right did you hammer the piss out of them yeah it's not about that there's a time and place for that and the person if they can't for instance if you can't stabilize standing on one foot i'm going to start having you do high-level plyometric things yeah but you see that all the time or
0: standing on an inverted bosu
1: yeah you You know (laughs) you can't if i if i come out and i say stand on one foot stand on one foot reach forward you know, maybe like uh, a foot and a half in front of you and touch the ground and come up. Do that for 10 reps, Mm -hmm. under control, without Mm -hmm. tapping out with the other leg. Mm -hmm. Most people are all over the road. They can't even do that. And you're going to take that person and start having them do all kinds of uh, high-intensity, plyometric, high-impact, jumping and hopping. They can't stabilize on one foot. So now when you go and have them do that, Wherever the weak links are, these forces that are coming up to the kinetic chain go to wherever the weak link is, and next thing you know, boom, there's a blowout. Yeah. But here's the the interesting thing. The younger somebody is, the more you can get away with that shit. Right, exactly. So what we're seeing is ignorant high school coaches, junior high people, people working with kids, Mm -hmm. and they come out, and they they actually wire in certain movement patterns Mm -hmm. that are so goddamn dysfunctional. But because the kid is 14, 15, 16, 17 years Mm old— The body is so good at compensating right. that they might be able to pull it off. And it's not until they get into college, mid-20s or something, where a blowout, a major injury happens, especially a non-contact one. A person goes to plant and cut right. without any, any contact at all. The knee blows up. Well, we see that in the NFL. We, we yeah, have these do.
0: million-dollar athletes yep. blowing knees left and right. You know, and, and for those of you that don't know, the overuse injuries – with kids are through the rough i mean the orthopedists are really concerned about this we've got all these people doing this repetitive stuff these kids are training twelve months out of the year they're not training right i mean i work with college athletes and god the the quality of movement when these kids come in and start working with me is is pretty much non-existent it's absolutely amazing how shitty they move what's cool is how fast it can be fixed as long as you go after the movement first. And that was a really hard sell with the college football coaches because they're they're programmed to go into the weight room and pump heavy iron inside coaches. The lineman has hips so locked up he can't even get in a three-point. Your wide receivers have such shoulder impingement they can't get their arm over their head to catch the ball. You know, we we need to take a big step back, and like my friend Jack Elaine would say, you know, let's get back to the basics here, right? Keep it simple.
1: Well, a big, a huge part of that problem there with athletes is that is training like bodybuilders, is training all sagittal plane movements. Right, and the, the which is so asinine, it's not funny.
0: That's not how we move. Uh,
1: you know? No, At last time I checked, which is why the name of the gym here is Hardcore 360. Hardcore meaning we're catering to serious people. Mm-hmm. 360 means because your world. Your world of movement occurs in a 360 degree world. Not just, life doesn't occur in the sagittal plane.
0: in a seated chair. <laughs> e- exa- exactly.
1: <laughs> we have frontal plane motion, we have transverse plane motion, we have change, elevation change. Right. Now, if you don't ch- train the body in all those planes of motion, what's going to happen when you go and ask it to do that? Mm-hmm. Which is why training on machines is just, you're wiring a pattern right. of failure into the body.
0: I had a. I've got a client. She's uh, ah, she's probably 26 years old, I and mean, not overweight, really fit, great person, and she goes, uh, Ron, I've got like a hip pain. So I did a little assessment, and it's like, well, it can't be a flexibility issue because when you raise your thigh up towards your stomach, it hurts. So you know, if it was a flexibility issue, it'd be going back the other way, right? I go, you've got you've got some joint impingement. I go, what are you doing at the gym? Because she goes to the gym about five days a week. Well, she sits all day, a nine-hour-a-day work schedule. She goes to the gym, and she was sitting on machines for another hour or two at the gym. So I, I pulled her out of all the the seated stuff I could talk her into, and guess what? Her hip got better. Started putting her into some functional exercise to open the hip um, you know, constriction back up, and, and she got better.
1: Right, exactly. So... Uh, so most people would never take that into consideration she's doing things all day long sit, she's sitting seated, yeah so you're shortening the hip flexor exactly so yeah. you're going to have her come to the gym and have her do even more things to shorten the hip flexor right including have her sit on a stationary bike to warm up for half an hour yeah yeah or having her on a treadmill where she's leaning over onto the uh, onto the armrest and Bad plodding right. along again staying in flexion at the hip
0: yeah yeah I see boy i'm sure you do too I see a lot of problems with forward hip flexion just because we sit so much. You know, I sit in my car. Um, sometimes I'm in my car four hours a day, and I'm at meetings. And, you know, if I don't work on opening the front of my body up, I get all kinds of issues as well. So, Yeah, and it's again, this is, to me, this is common sense.
1: Whatever, however long of a period of time you're doing one action, you need to counterbalance that with, right, the, exactly. with the opposite exactly. in order to create balance in the body. hmm I mean, it's not that complex in, in one sense, mm-hmm. but actually coming up to create a, a program that creates the balance that's necessary for optimal function at all the joints in the body, mm-hmm. that takes using your brain.
0: And what's interesting is, and I, you've been at this longer than I have, and I know you've got the same type of stories, but how much you can do in minutes... To fix people, you know, I'm I'm in corporate wellness, so you know, I see all these companies struggling with healthcare. Their healthcare is going through the roof. They don't know what to do. They they, they and that's one of the reasons to do these radio shows to get the word out. But I mean, you can heal people in minutes without ever going and getting a surgery and all this other bullshit people have bought into and all the painkillers and stuff like that. If you just know what to do, but it it doesn't have the slick Hollywood spin to it, but yet. The methods we've used the last two or three decades has really screwed us up. So here you are. You're in this cool gym. You're doing world-class work. I watched you work tonight. I don't bullshit people. You know your shit. And your your people had a great time, and they worked their ass off. And that's the best testimony, man. And And yet this gym might not make it. So, you know, people have not wanted to do the work, but I think, the tide is starting to turn we're at that tipping point and we're running out of time actually we're out of time you know and I really want to get a point across to people tonight that you've got to get to the right people and do the right thing and and how 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 can we get this message out more so people like you stay around I mean you you need to make it and people need to see you because you're a healer you know
1: yeah, this whole situation with the gym is really interesting because one of the problems that ended up unfolding is that the initial agreement between my partner and I was that this was going to be a place to create athletes. Mm-hmm. And so that's how it initially was designed. And then he made some miscalculations in the funding of meeting the lease. Mm-hmm. And that once that occurred... Fear set in, mm-hmm. and then once that happened, he began to compromise on certain things. And anyone that knows Rusty is that 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 word doesn't fit in my vocabulary. Mm-hmm. I live by certain principles, and I never, ever sway from it. Yeah, never. And so, for instance, here's a great example. Mm-hmm. Rules are, rules in this gym mm-hmm. are straightforward. Mm-hmm. You put all your stuff back. You you you. You take all you, you lock everything up it 's a twenty four seven place mm-hmm. so basically we interview you, go over the rules, you get a key, you come, go, shut the lights off, clean the place up, put every single piece of here 's a big one, Jeff. just a simple one. If you bought a, if you got a plate from one place, put it exactly back where you got it from. You got a band, put it back. If you got a, a kettlebell, it goes right back where you got it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Instead, I come in here and goddamn shit's thrown all over the floor. Lights are left on. I come here, the door's rolled up, the uh, water's running, all this kind of bullshit. I sit down and start talking to people that are doing this. Mm-hmm. I'm going, hey, excuse me, but you need to do this and this and that. Otherwise, you're going to have to leave. Mm-hmm. It goes on and on and on until I go, is this something personal? Mm-hmm. Because if it is, we could take care of that too. <laughs> but then, okay, so then I just, it's like, you know what? If it happens again, you're out of here. Yeah. And so a bunch of people were given their walking papers. Mm-hmm. And my partner, on the other hand, was like, you know, the customer's all of us right. Just do everything to bend over backwards. Fuck that bullshit.
0: That's what's got us but, fucked up now, exactly. man. Exactly.
1: Is this compromise. I didn't come here. This is my home. What I mean by that is I put my – I love this place. I put my heart, my soul, my spirit into it. Right. Every ounce of who I am I put into it. And so I'll be goddamn if people are going to come in here and piss all over the place. You know what? If you can't honor that, hit the fucking road. And if that means – if I'm going to have a gym full of assholes in here, yeah. unconscious schmucks that are just rude and nasty to people and think they can come in here and trash a place, fuck it then. Let it close down.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I am not going to compromise on that. And that's been a big difference between my partner and I. Well, anyway, I did not have the money to operate this thing. Yeah. He bankrolled it. Yeah. Well, now that it's in this stage of, of him not being able to meet the lease, now we're in a tight spot. Yeah. Here's the interesting thing. All this stuff's happening. Yeah. In the last month, we had a big, huge fire here in Santa Barbara, the T-Fire. Right, right. Everything I owned burned to the ground. Uh, and now, a few weeks later, my partner says... I can no longer do this. Yeah. Uh, if you can't buy me out, then you know I'm yeah. going to have to you know, sell the gym or, or shut it down. And so I go, bro, you already know everything that I had burned to the ground. Where am I going to come up with the money?
2: Yeah.
1: All that's happening, and then I'm not going to get into this too much, but over the last 16 years, uh, I've had some uh, undiagnosed musculoskeletal pain that mm-hmm. uh, no one's been able to figure out what's happening, mm-hmm. and it's gotten – more, the signs and symptoms have gotten more intense and I'm beginning to lose more and more of my physical abilities mm-hmm. so the pain for me the physical pain has been off the hook I've never been more in pain in my life mm-hmm. and it's almost all encompassing now mm-hmm. and so I mean this is really I'm not playing the violin here this is amazing oh, what's happening Yeah. so my way of earning a living mm-hmm. the gym is, might close mm-hmm. I've lost my home mm-hmm. I'm totally no money mm-hmm. and my health, which is the most important thing, right. is totally yeah. – I'm losing that too. Right. And so
0: – But yet you but, still refuse to sell out.
1: Well, the, yeah, exactly. But here's yeah. the interesting thing. In spite of all that, mm-hmm. I sense that some profound – something profound is unfolding. I know that the truth of this is that I'm being redirected. hmm and and I've got to trust that, although sometimes I have a hell of a time with it. Me, I was me ta- too. You know, I was talking to a good friend of mine uh, just last night about this where I will get off-centered, and then I go into feeling like a victim, and then I doubt everything, mm-hmm. and there's a part of me that that doesn't even want to live any longer. Mm-hmm. And then suicidal thoughts come through. Mm-hmm. I mean, these – and I'm sharing this. I've been there too, man. So that I – so people get that I am a real human being just like everybody else. Yeah. I have all these things going through me. Mm -hmm. The difference is for me is I needed to talk to my friend, Tim, about that. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's a good enough friend to sit there mm-hmm. and be there and and listen to me and basically hold the pole. Mm-hmm. And a number of other friends that I'm really blessed with too. And you met some of them tonight, Anthony right, and right. his boys. Great people. Yeah. I, I'm I'm so blessed in that regard. These people get that there's times where Rusty just needs to to bitch. Yeah. They know that. Yeah. And I'll I'll, I'll watch this storm. I'll watch all this stuff, but I won't act out on it. Yeah. Because yeah. I know the storm will pass. Right. Right. And that's what it's about with, you know, I get to be real with people. I, they get to see, Rusty's not acts, acting like I don't have the same emotions and challenges as everybody else. I'm in the same boat as everybody else. We're all in this together. My shit's up too. Yeah. I, the, thi- the thing is, is that I'm going to sit and allow the storm to roll up inside me. I don't put a lid on anything. Yeah. And I'm just going to watch it. Mm-hmm. And I've done this my whole adult life. And eventually it'll pass. Right. And there'll be that clarity again.
0: I've always been real transparent with people, and it throws people, because especially in corporate, you're not supposed to say this, and you're not supposed to say that. It's like, I just throw it down. It is what it is, you know. Um, but, yeah, and I, I, we've, you and I have talked about this the last few weeks a little bit. Can't you feel that there's, there's something big that's going to happen in, in fitness, in the business of health and fitness? I can feel that this. it's like a tsunami starting and i just feel this wave and the bullshit's going to get thrown off bro i really feel like that and the, and the people the people that are real are going to come and they're going to be seen and they're going to be heard
1: yeah and I, and 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 not to keep drifting away from this because this is about fitness but this it's all it's all of it Mm -hmm. it's 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 mentally emotionally spiritually the physical part is actually the easiest
0: part yeah and i say fitness but you know i'm talking about a spiritual level of fitness and that's that's what i saw tonight in your class i mean when people hit that spiritual gear bro if it's just about sweating and calories and metabolic rates we're missing the fucking boat it's not about that man yeah yeah yeah. that doesn't mean that doesn't mean anything compared to the spiritual value of of the movement and the, 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 the sweat. Yeah. And see the
1: kids and all the other people, not just the kids I work with, but the adults too. Right. Once they experience what they did tonight physically, Mm -hmm. that is the most accessible part. You can reach with people that they're open to the physical part. We started talking about spiritual and what's your, what's your purpose for being here on the planet. Most of the time the, 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 the The wall will come up mm-hmm. for various reasons, mm-hmm. but people are more comfortable if we go come on in and have a workout they 're more accessible to that right so what you saw tonight when people hit that wall mm-hmm. and i'm and i 'm screaming, yeah in a good way, come on, go inside, see what you 're made of, reach inside nobody's going to fucking die here right it's a it's a mental fucking game here, yeah, how much can I deal with, and go to another level? It is a mental, deeper bro. level. Now, when they do that, it's like there's this level of ecstasy after the, afterwards, and I go, look, do you see the principles that you just went through to overcome certain things physically where you thought you had a certain, uh, I, I reached my wall and you went to the next level? I said, now apply those same principles that you applied tonight in life, to whatever, life. In life, in to whatever life. your dream is, whatever your, your passion is, whatever exactly. that is. And, and you watch people just open up. And that's what it is. I love training. Yeah. This is a major part of my life, and it will be to the day I die. Yeah. But it, it is, it is, it's just another – it's a doorway in to something even bigger. And a beautiful part, I'm not throwing it aside. Right. I love it.
0: Oh, yeah. You know, one of the best things that's ever happened to me was finding the Russian kettlebell. and and you'll understand that in some of the people listening but I'm telling you there, there has been in my life a spiritual rejuvenation and we could talk a lot of shit about the biomechanics that have improved in my body and my strength and power is completely over the top I'm 49 years old and I'm just blowing every conception I had in my mind away of what I thought I could do looking at 50 in November but it's not about that it's about, it's like a spiritual mind sweep for me. When I pick up my kettlebell, there's no bullshit. There's nowhere to hide. It's just me, the sweat, and the work. And I have to go, what, what you're talking about, I call the crossroads, okay? It's, you have to go to the crossroads. And when you pull up to that intersection, you know, you either go forward or you stay there or, or you peel off. But you're, you're at a point in your life, and I explained this to my football my collegiate football guys, um, last week, we were doing a Secret Service snatch test. For those of you that don't know, you're going to snatch the kettlebell from basically ground level up over your head. And we did it five minutes straight with no break, the first time they tried it. And I said, look, <laughs> I'm going to tell you something, man. The first time I did this with David Whitley, who's a, one of the biggest kettlebell names in the, in the world. He's out of Nashville. When he boomed out in that Howitzer Cannon voice, is one minute. It was the longest sixty seconds <laughs> of my life, yeah <laughs> and i I would for that split second, bro, I was at that crossroads, and i didn't know if I could do it I'm like, i don't know if I can do this anymore, and something inside of me snapped, and I fucking got it on and from the from the second minute to the fifth, it was just it was just a matter of digging in, man, it was mental, and it that one moment of clarity in may of 2008 changed my life you can't buy that man (laughs) (laughs) and all these things started happening i started meeting all these people the last year once i made that commitment to stop bullshitting myself and be really step up to a higher level all these wonderful people started coming into my life And, and you're one of those people And it's just been, it's probably been in many ways the hardest year of my life and the best. And I feel like it's just getting started because I really feel like, you know, what I'm doing here tonight with you and some of the other things going on with some of these other people that I've I've met, I mean, we're going somewhere, and it's good.
1: Yeah, and that's a a fantastic story because it just happens to be that the uh, Russian kettlebell is what happened to be the – the, the media that got you to get present mm-hmm. and, and go to another level of experiencing the truth of who you are. Now, that media could be anything, like with your brother. It could be with his music. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be some people. It could be with uh, their trimming of trees as, a, mm-hmm. as an arborist. Mm-hmm. For some people, it could be how they prepare food. It, it doesn't really matter. Right, but right. I do get what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, the interesting thing about Russian kettlebell uh-huh. is that it is not a fucking toy. And and it absolutely forces you to get present, or as Pavel has brought this up, you will be crushed. When when you're handling a metal ball that could literally cave your head in if you don't get present, (laughs) um, you learn to be here right now. And this is what this whole – this is what it's all about. This is where you meet the truth of who you are. The truth of who you are is only in one spot, and that's in this moment. It's not – in the future, it's not in the past, it's, now. it's right here now. Yeah. And that's what Eckhart Tolle is, and numerous other people have talked about. The power of now is, is, is you meeting the truth of who you are. It's all there really is, everything else is just illusionary. Now, that's not spiritual mumbo jumbo. Mm-hmm. You just happen to experience that through the, uh, through the beauty of the Russian kettlebell, which yeah. I fully embrace as well.
0: I took a big chance <laughs> and put my job on the line as a corporate well coach. And when I saw the power of the kettlebell, what it could do biomechanically to heal people, and I said, you know, because my thing is I'm, I'm paid to decrease injuries, you know, and also change culture and things. But I'm, they really look at can you get these injuries down and move these people better. When I saw what they could do, I knew I had to roll the dice. And I brought in the hard style. And for those of you that don't know kettlebells, there's the stupid pet tricks on YouTube. And, and that shit will fuck you up. Or you can do like the Pavel. Method of hard style where you have quality and safety, and the things that Rusty does here at uh, Hardcore 360 and Dr. Chen in Santa Monica, who I study with, Delane Ross, Atlanta, or all these other people. That stuff works. But the biggest benefit, you know what my corporate clients say about the kettlebell? What's that? They say it's mental. It's the mental benefit that they find the most appealing. Hey, and go. so we get back, it's a mind cleanse. It's like, If I pick up my kettlebell and I work 20 or 30 minutes with that bell, I feel like it's my computer defragmenting. It's like, you know, your computer gets jammed up and it starts locking up and it starts going spastic and making all this crazy shit happen. And I think our brains have become that way with all this bullshit. We've got too much stuff on our desktop, you know. And the kettlebell removes all that shit. Because like you said, if you're not completely in the moment... That's a, it's a very cleansing thing to have that Zen awareness. If you're snatching a cannonball over your head, you need to be there.
1: Yeah, and there's something very ancient and very deep that connects us to back to our roots as, as uh, earth people. Mm-hmm. And I say that in the most honorable way possible because the kettlebell training is bringing us back to that way of moving the way we were designed to move when we were hunter-gatherers, when we had to go and look for a place. We had to have shelter. We had to go get our own food. We had to learn to take care of business. We moved the way we were designed to move. Right. And um, the Russian kettlebell is, is one of the most efficient tools. Oh, yeah. To, Hands down. To get us back to the patterns that we were designed to move as a human being. Along with body weight and a number of other things, but right. superior form of training, mm-hmm. one of the most efficient tools on the planet, mm-hmm. and uh, anybody's thinking. And now all of a sudden, here we go with the kettlebells become popular. Oh, and know. Hollywood's be, picked
0: up on it. Every every <laughs>
1: goddamn jackass coming down the pike is catching on now. I know. And yeah. everybody's a fucking expert now, which really turns my stomach. Yeah. Because I know. I've watched this in this whole fitness
0: industry. Now here's what's different, though, bro. You take that mentality that and we saw this with the stability balls and the tubing and all this other stuff right you take that with a kettlebell and people are going to get hurt it's only it's, a matter of time yeah you've got you really got to respect these things and and do it the right way
1: and uh that's another uh, i'm not uh i'm not trying to uh nobody's paying me to do this and that's where you better find somebody it, it, my whole thing about recommending people is through Mm -hmm. the RKC program. Pavel is absolutely brilliant. He's one of the most knowledgeable people I've ever met. Mm -hmm. He knows his stuff. Mm -hmm. He's also one of the most humble people I've ever met. Mm -hmm. That guy i love being around people like that mm-hmm. he knows his shit inside out and yet he is quiet mm-hmm. he's humble mm-hmm. he doesn't blow his own horn mm-hmm. he teaches by example mm-hmm. and he ha- he's he's hilarious too and he's really funny he's very funny in a funny, russian and um i just can't speak highly enough of of uh, pavel and dragondor and um
0: yeah and i, I tell my people if, you, if you're going to do kettlebells find an rkc that's russian kettlebell challenge yeah. uh, they're the basically the agency that certifies the people that really know what they're doing find an rkc and you're good
1: yeah and, there, and there's there's people like me occasionally will come along where i learned of kettlebells and started using them back in right. the 70s because i was i was wrestling and came across eastern block wrestlers right. who ended up teaching me well
0: see you and i are in the same boat because we're not rkc certified yet but we're both preparing and we buy into that system and so i i i train people at the corporate level and i have workshops and everything but i have i 've totally bought into that way of doing it and i'm it's just a matter of time and, and i 'll be there yeah so. and, I, and
1: I want to it, uh, it's a great this is a great thing that I need to say is that in even with me having that connection to it mm-hmm. over twenty five almost thirty years ago mm-hmm. It wasn't until I met Doug Nepidal, right? who's a senior instructor.
0: Great instructor. If you're in Ventura, Santa Barbara, go see this guy.
1: Where all of a sudden I realized, and this is the beautiful thing about putting your ego aside, mm-hmm. how little I knew. Because yeah. Doug came over, cleaned up some little things, and I was like, wow. This, this, I really had no idea that there was all these other subtleties. And this is a great thing is most of the time people look at me and go, "Wow, Rusty's it. I mean, that's a constant process. Look, I'm sitting here going, I I, I went to this other person and he, he's taught me and continues to teach me so many things. I am the student here. Mm-hmm. But I, even though I've been doing this for many years, I got to see that in reality, I knew very, very little about this. Mm-hmm. And I'm so excited about continuing to To learn and surround myself with people that I really respect. People like J.C. Santana, Mike Boyle, Mm -hmm. people like Greg Cook, uh, uh, Bompa, uh, Mel Sif. Mm -hmm. These people that were talking about periodization and... And uh, and undulating cycles mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. band work, chain work, stability ball stuff. This was all stuff that I we were, I started doing back in the seventies. Mm-hmm. And when I started doing it at gyms, people would just laugh their ass off about it. <laughs> and now look, now you see this shit everywhere. Right, right. But it's um, people really have to do their research to find if they know somebody who knows their stuff. Yeah. So if they're interested in coming here, yeah. Um, and I I got a. There's a number of things here. If I bring up here, I want to emphasize this here on this on this program. Please don't go to the uh, Hardcore 360 website. I want to emphasize that I had nothing to do with that. <laughs> it is in no way aligned with who I am. Yeah. If, if this gym was solely mine, you would never see a website like that. To me, it's an embarrassment. Yeah. yeah. It has nothing to do with me. I have nothing to do with it. And as far as this gym is concerned, yeah. if this was my gym, Yeah. Like here was, here was the thing with my partner here compromising. A goddamn leg curl yeah. and a leg extension, a leg press. What the fuck is that? We are both chiropractic physicians with advanced degrees in biomechanics, kinesiology, yeah. and know how the body works. Right. Would we ever put somebody on that, for instance, to rehab a knee? Absolutely not. Yeah,
0: I stopped using those years ago. Th- man.
1: This, is, this is horseshit. Yeah. But he wanted, you know, there's some guys who want to use that stuff, and we need those guys in here. Fuck that. You see, here's, here it comes it's, about
0: integrity. I get that at corporate, and they say, well, these people are used to using. It. I go, yeah, but they're fucking themselves up. So, I mean, we've, if we keep doing what we've been doing, we'll get the same result. Look around. We're the least fit we've ever been. We need to start doing things. There needs to be a paradigm shift, bro. We need to get back. We need a little more jack lane and a lot less Jack-in-the-box man. And what we need you know? is to,
1: if you want to lo- look how to, learn how to move, mm-hmm. go look at a wild animal or a two- or three-year-old child. You'll see how to move.
0: Primitive movement. And patterns,
1: that's what man. we ha- Exactly. And Gray Cook now is talking about yeah. this and has a, some uh, fantastic work that he's going in that direction. Exactly. And these are types of things that even before I met Gray that I started to do all on my own by sitting down and watching my, uh, my uh, compadre, watching his... Uh, his little boy, mm-hmm. move around. I go, mm-hmm. holy shit, th- this is this is the foundation of it. How do I get back there? Where does the process, where did it start going, falling, unraveling? And so I started looking at the way he was moving and started implementing that. First, I'm the experimental yeah. rat. Mm-hmm. And then once I see that everything's mechanically
0: sound and mm-hmm. correct, mm-hmm. then we start implementing with other people that I work That's with. That's exactly the way I do it. I try it first, I figure it out, then I filter it back out. But, but I, I, I agree with that. I you know, I've talked to my people about trying to restore lost movement patterns. I go, a lot of you, you've, you've, you've stopped moving because, you know, you sit and you don't move, and then, and, then you can't, and then you've got all these compensations because something has to overwork because this other part isn't working. And so well, just, just getting back to the basics, fundamental primitive movement patterns. Yeah, and
1: you know? see, you're, and I'm not being negative here, but you get to see how huge this problem is. Mm-hmm. First of all, people would have to be willing to change. Right. Well, as soon as you tell them, you're not designed to sit for eight hours. Right. Well, you don't understand. That's how I make my money. I have a mortgage payment. I have this and that. And I go, look, you came to me and asked what needed to be done to change your situation. And I'm right. telling you. I'm yeah. not telling you to quit your job. Right. I'm telling you you've got to do a whole bunch of shit yeah. to change what's happening here because you've wired in so many dysfunctional patterns yeah. that it is driving you to the point where you are not
0: going to be able to move at all. Well, you know, biomechanically, the worst thing you can do is to do nothing for your joints because they dry up and they don't get nutrition. You know, I mean, synovial fluids, it's just not there at the level it needs to be so you know i think my thing with people is you need to do something 30 minutes a day i don't care what you do you can walk you can throw a kettlebell you can do tubing balls i don't give a shit but you need to do something besides go to work for eight or nine or ten twelve hours drive your car home for an hour and then sit in the freaking couch and play video games now you need to move
1: your body and and i'm always let people know i don't care what it is find something that you enjoy if that's taking a walk okay if it's throwing a frisbee okay if it's if it's mowing the lawn or raking leaves with a manual lawnmower right or raking leaves with a with a rake, fantastic, but move
0: we did a we did a pilot with the lean Berets uh, started January first, two thousand nine called the 30-30. It's a thirty thirty it 's a 30 thirty challenge and it, this is something I used to rebuild my mind, body, and spirit two years ago. I got tired of my own bullshit, and so on new year's day two thousand seven, I decided to exercise thirty days in a row for thirty uh, 30 days in a row for 30 minutes a day. I didn't care what I did, but I was going to do something. And I'm telling you, the first couple weeks, I was cussing and screaming because I had become accustomed to taking a day off, and i have done a lot of racing, and, and you know, next, guess what? Coach RJ, the fitness guru or whatever people want to call me, I started gaining weight. I started getting soft. I started looking in the mirror, and it's like, I don't like what I see, bro. You know, this is bullshit. I had to get back to basics, like Elaine would say. And so after about two or three weeks, my behavior shifted. And I got the 30 days, and it's like, shit, I might as well go another 30 days. Well, I haven't missed a workout for over two years. And so I thought, this, this is really powerful. I think it's very simple. You don't see people saying seven days a week. But, bro, I'm going to tell you right now, if all you're doing is going for a walk, you don't need a fucking rest day. You know, you don't need a rest day after you go for a moderate-paced walk for 30 minutes, man. And he, but but that has changed people's lives across America. I've got some great testimonials on leanbraze.com about what people went through that first week or two. They removed their own bullshit, and they spiritually change. I'm talking about spiritual stuff, not just—and some of them lost weight, and that's cool. But that's not what it was about, man. It was It was about— changing people's behaviors and reigniting their fighting spirit to, to self-preserve yeah and, and you're exactly right that, that's what's important
1: the, the weight loss is just a, that's an added benefit
0: it, you know you look around at all the obesity I'm telling you the, that's what we see but behind the obesity is the unhappiness and the spiritual bankruptcy of people that's, that's the root cause that's the core of all this weight shit man and that's why I think in the year or two to come, we've really got to get back to what has, a, what has a spiritual benefit, you know? Going for a walk, listening to the birds, and, you know, coming in here and sweating hard. And we've just got to get back to the basics and tell people the truth.
1: When I look at somebody who's obese, the first thing that, that's so obvious to me, mm-hmm. and with somebody who—well, I'll just go here—this person— has a tremendous amount of pain. Oh yeah. Something is in there that they are not dealing with that they're they're covering up with food. Right. It's just that when somebody has an addiction that's food is very obvious. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter if it's food. It doesn't matter if you're covering that pain up with alcohol, with recreational drugs, with work, with working out. Mm-hmm. Somebody that goes and works and trains 8 hours a day, they're in just as much pain as the obese
0: person, right.
1: except their tool to cover up is i got to go and train eight hours a day.
0: And I know people like that. You've, you've probably known people like uh, that
1: What, a, what about – but here's our society. Here's right. the sick thing about it. Mm-hmm. Now, let's say somebody who goes and works 16-hour days in the office, they'll mm-hmm. go – let's say it was rusty, mm-hmm. but that's just ridiculous. But let's say it was rusty. They go, wow, fantastic. What a hard worker. Society would laud me that he's so driven. Look at what he's done. He's built up this workout empire. He has this big house. Well, yes, yes, yes. They'll applaud me for working 16-hour days, but they'll take an obese person and throw them under the goddamn bus. Mm -hmm. But both people… Mm-hmm. are ju- in just as much pain. It's just that my addiction is accepted by our society. Mm-hmm. Somebody who's obese, look at that fat piece of shit. Mm-hmm. That's the attitude that right. goes through. Right. So it's that, that's what's so goddamn twisted about it. Mm-hmm. It's like, bro, before you get up in your fucking high horse here, mm-hmm. you better look in your own goddamn backyard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed that you're on the computer 10 hours a day? Mm-hmm. But now we're in this technological age and, oh, that's what everybody does. Now that's just as that's just that person has just as much pain as the person who's four hundred and fifty pounds. We just accept one form of addiction over another.
0: Yeah, we're obsessive about it.
1: Yeah, but God forbid I call somebody on the fucking carpet.
0: That's the truth. These, uh, <laughs> you mentioned something that kind of toggles my memory a little bit. I started managing energy instead of time um, a couple years ago, and I've gotten a lot better at it the last year. But I did a little experiment last year because, I, as much as I love health and fitness, and anybody that knows me, I mean, it, it is it is my life. It's my passion. I put I put my job in the line to tell people the truth. I've lost a lot of money doing it. Now I'm making a little money, but um, it, it it's my purpose here, right? And uh, I burned out. I burned out seven days a week, health and fitness, trying to help people. You know, and I neglected myself. And I, I realized, like, I need, a, I need a break, man. So one of the things I started doing last year is is uh, getting back into photography. That's something I used to do when I was younger. And, and taking a little break and working with some bands. And you know, a lot of people wouldn't know this about me, but one of the things I do for reju- rejuvenation is I shoot rock bands. And so I have a, you know... A rapport with a lot of bands in Atlanta and Los Angeles, and and do promotional photography for them. A lot of them don't even know I'm in the health and fitness business, bro. It's really funny. They just know me as the photographer guy. But it's a if you're working in the world of rock and roll, it's a completely different environment than the mm-hmm. gym and health and fitness. But you know, it it lets my mind take a break, and I don't think people do a good job with that. We're we're just we've got all this shit in our brain all the time, and we don't we think, oh, we're going to work 12 hours a day, 15 hours a day, and I've been down that road myself, and it's going to make us a better person and more productive. You're less productive. Because guess what happened to my work production when I stopped working so much in health and fitness? It went up. I've had my biggest gains with people. I've had the best spiritual breakthroughs with my clients the last year because I took some time to spiritually rejuvenate away from health and fitness. Yeah. And that's when the kettlebells entered my life because now I had the energy to embrace them. I've known about kettlebells for years, but I didn't have the energy to engage with those bastards, you know? But when I got the rejuvenation, it's like it the fog lifted out of my mind and body and spirit and it's like now is the time I engage and my whole life changed.
1: Yeah, again, once we start honoring what it is that we genuinely need, Mm -hmm. not what we think our partner wants for us, not what we think society wants, uh, mom and dad wants, uh, the the company wants. Mm -hmm. But when we really honor what we hear in our own hearts, what's best for us, Mm -hmm. that's when all kinds of Magical doors open up. And it's not like that just is, man, the magic's always there. It's right here, right now. We're fucking alive.
0: <laughs> which that, is, a, that's a miracle, bro. It, it
1: absolutely is. And people don't get it until it pathology is happens. It's a miracle, man. Until you, let's say, for instance, have a goddamn tumor groin in your cerebellum, which now is pressing inside and it affects my ability to know that I'm sitting upright right now. Mm hmm. And I'm walking around as if I have a, a stroke mm-hmm. or I need a walker. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, you get what a miracle it is that the body's healthy. Mm-hmm. Most people, again, don't get it until pathology sets in. Mm-hmm. And that's understandable.
0: I think people just I, – I really, I really wish they would appreciate what they have more. I, I was watching my little girl bend, and I just – I saw the vertebrae in her spine. And I, I just reflected on that for a moment. I thought, what a miracle. For her to bend her spine, she's got billions of of nerve neurons and all these things working, and she's doing all these things with her body, and it's just an absolute miracle. And um, we need to get back to a little appreciation on that. And
1: again, the reason you get to even see that is because you slowed down. Exactly. Now, and now we come right back to where we we were at the very beginning of this interview. Mm -hmm. That is the problem. The whole society wants the hamster to run very quickly in the wheel. Right. Because God forbid if you slowed down, you'd start questioning things and you'd start saying no. And here's the other thing. Look what our society's about. Come on. Multitasking. Time's money. Money's time. Multitasking. Multitask. That's
0: bullshit, man. I know. But, but But in yeah. general,
1: that's it. You're right. rewarded for that. So see, the hamster stays running in the in the wheel. The next thing you know, you don't even – life is goddamn past you fucking by. <laughs> and you, your little girl, where well, you were looking at the, the the miracle that she is and right. that all of us are, Right. you won't even see that. The next thing you know, your kids are growing up and you're like, where the fuck did the time go? Right. But you sure do have a fat wife it yeah you sure do have a big house mm-hmm. but the goddamn thing is is you're disconnected from you the earth and those that you love but the biggest thing is you're disconnected from self
0: mm-hmm. one of my favorite things and i and i i still work a lot i'm on the road i'm i'm on the road quite a bit away from my family and when i'm home i i think one of the best things i do with my kids is we've got a a table and atlanta is like a city in a forest and we have a little bird feeder out back by the patio, and we watch the birds eat the seed. I put. The, I love the cardinals. I mean, the cardinals alone have changed my life, mm-hmm. you know. And and just the the little things like that, just to slow down and and rejuvenate a little bit. And and man, I mean, life is really short, and we we've, we've got to tap into spiritual benefit. And I think we're way too far away. And I hope those of you listening, we're going to wrap this up. I hope those of you listening tonight. If you get nothing else out of this radio show, think about fitness being more than just sweat. There, there's a spiritual benefit there. And like Rusty said, the, the, the things that you can learn in the gym through a great workout, it's really about life. I tell my football guys that and my, my clients, it's, it's not just about trophies or what you can press or pull. It's, it's about life, man. And if, if you can go to those crossroads and hit that spiritual level, you'll do better in everything not just in the gym, and, and we need that now. We need that now in America. So, you know, if you're in Santa Barbara, I mean, how do they get a hold of you if they, they want to um, do, do something with your wrestling? If
1: anybody wants to get a hold of me, they can get a hold of me at Ancient Man Live. What is that? No, no. I, you know what? No, that is, sorry. I just, this is how disconnected I am from the material world. Mm-hmm. I just want to, got to get an email right now. <laughs> so, what is, okay, here's the other one. Path of integrity at Hotmail.com. Okay. Okay? And uh, if anyone wanted to call me, the phone number is area code 805-964-6257. Okay. And okay? You, can, you
0: can always reach them through me. Uh, this is Ron Jones, uh, leanberets.com. TheLeanBarrez.com and uh, we're Avengers of Health and Rusty Smith is definitely a Lean Bray and an Avenger of Health so we're, we're live and we're checking out tonight Hardcore 360 Gym Santa Barbara, California from the left coast in California what's left of it because the taxes keep going up by the day out here <laughs> but hey America, you know we want the best for you and, and please get healthy, get fit and give our kids a chance and until next time this is the Lean Bray's Avengers of Health Stay fit. Be strong.